Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I was just looking over the where these are on the website, the mm-hmm. podcasts, and this is like two years. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. We started in August uh, two years ago. Oh my gosh. It's a little over two years, actually. We started August 19th with, Will My Dog Be in Heaven? Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. It was a yeah. five-minute podcast. Uh-huh. That's how we started. And also, we didn't even have a dog. I know. And now we have a little piece of heaven with us. Yes. Here's our dog right, right at our feet. Right. Chewing loudly. Um, so yeah, we started by answering questions that we often get. Yeah kind of veered off that a little bit but you know sometime we could go back to that sure but it's been two years so we're on episode 85 wow that's kind of amazing yeah yeah what are we gonna do for 100 100 yeah. i don't know maybe we'll have some kind of fun thing yeah, who little, knows little party or celebration we can make it that yeah. long okay no that's really cool mm-hmm. wow i can't believe it's been two years i know i was very surprised too i was thinking and well i don't know what i was thinking i knew we started in the fall so it had to be two years but it's wow. yeah here we are very neat yeah well, I really enjoyed doing this. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's kind of a chore to do sometimes, but overall <laughs> it's been very good. Right. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of which, so next Monday is Labor Day. And, oh, uh, right. And we so we'll probably want to take next Monday off because yes. the kids will be off school and, you know, I hope to take them out and have some fun with them. So. Yeah, we were going to do something fun. So, yes, we probably will not be on the podcast next Monday. No. So the following week then what we'll probably do is just kind of re re. Um, Rehash two weeks of Revelation yeah, or something. So I'll do a we'll see. Preview this week. And yeah. then oh yeah, on, you can preview uh, it too. And then of course the week after that is a very important day in our household. That's September thirteenth. Oh. Yes, which is your birthday. Right. Oh, is that on a Monday too? It is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, all right. Well, here we go. So um, we are talking about. Well, what chapters did you cover? Six through what? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm coming at the Book of Revelation in an unusual way. You know, so rather than come at it chronologically mm-hmm. or chapter by chapter. I'm trying to come at it topically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the first two sermons, we did go, you know, chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. uh, the, the letters and then the vision of the Lamb of God in heaven. Uh, but then from here on out, I'm, I'm kind of taking it a topical approach. And so we kind of skip around. All of which is to say, last Sunday, yesterday, we looked at chapters 6, 8 to 9, and 16. Oh, yeah, I knew it was something strange. The, yeah, 6, and, 8, 9, 16. And, 16. and those, those are the three cycles of judgment right uh and then for the next two weeks we're going to kind of come back to chapters 12 and 14 16 17 so we're going to we kind of come back and we hit some other things that happen in between those uh and then the last two we kind of get back into a chapter by chapter where we talk about you know first the final judgment what happens you know so the 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 final judgment and the defeat of satan and then life with god in heaven so the last two you know we just kind of end the book out but for these four sermons in the center you know, there's, it's such a confusing and challenging book. I thought this approach made, at least it makes more topical sense. You can't cover everything, but at least you can hit the highlights. Right. So. And so the highlights being this week, the judgments. Judgment, yeah. This was a hard <laughs> I wouldn't story. call them highlights. Well, yeah. But yes, I know what you're no, getting it's, at. It's a very, very... And I got to tell you, you know, I very much appreciate those of you who pray for me. Uh, you know, I, we, I put out a preacher's, mm-hmm. uh, preacher's prayer email every week. Um, and I, I very much appreciate those of you who pray for me. Pray for me because this was a very, very challenging sermon. Right, you basically um, scrapped it and started over, didn't you, on Friday? Yeah, yeah, you know. And so I, I outlined it, uh, and then I wrote it like two weeks ago, 
Uh, and then I came back. I was like, I don't like that. So I kind of scrapped it and rewrote the whole thing on Friday. And then, you know, did a mm-hmm. lot of rewriting in my head on Saturday when I was memorizing it. So mm-hmm. there was, uh, it, it was a very, very challenging sermon. I think mm-hmm. it turned out well, but yes, it, was, it, did. it was a very hard sermon. Yeah, so. yeah it did. And your, your um, title was seven times three is one, yeah, correct? Right. Yeah, three times seven is one. Matthew right. didn't like that. He's like, it's not one. No, no. <laughs> you know, our, our new youth uh, youth, minute, youth guy, youth uh-huh. director, Mark, uh, he is a mathematician. Yes. And so he was just scandalized. <laughs> I told him, it'll make sense. It'll make sense. But he was yeah. just shaking his head at me the whole time. Right. But, so, you know. so how, tell us, remind us how it does make sense. Right. And so the, the, the basic idea with that title is that uh, there are three cycles of judgments, three judgments of seven uh, episodes each. Okay. So there are seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, seven bowl judgments. Right. And my point was, rather than having 21 separate things laid end to end, back to back, there's really only one thing that happens and three variations on a theme. Okay. So three times seven is one. There's okay. one time it talks about, Got which it. is a time between Christ's first and second coming. And there's really one main event it talks about, one subject, which is the stubbornness of human sin that refuses to repent and be saved. Right. No matter I think what God does. That point definitely came across Good. because, you know, all these judgments, they are incredibly confusing. Oh my and goodness, like yeah. when I read the book of Revelation, I tend to just kind of, I mean, wrongly so I know, just kind of like try to get through them. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. like trying to parse out the words, you know, and find what they mean, which was what I normally do in, when I'm studying the Bible. But in Revelation, I'm just kind of <laughs> going through it because yeah. it's so hard. It's very hard. And right. so I think your basic point was that, yeah, that God judges, that his judgments are not to, well, what did you say? They're, they're for the, the purpose of us to repent, right. which came across. Yeah. So my, my, I think my, my exact line was, he's not trying to punish them their lives and make them miserable. Right. He's trying to convince them to let go of their sin and to turn to Jesus and be saved, but they right. won't let go. Right. And time and time again, that comes through. And yet they cursed God and did not repent of their sin. And you think, well, okay, well, maybe if he hits them harder this time, you know, they'll come to their senses and they don't. Right. Uh, and that's that's the depravity of human sin. So it's he's coming at it from a tough love type. Exactly. Of love in this case, in other parts of the Bible, he's coming at it from uh, a much more gracious wooing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there are places where, just like as parents, there's places where tough right. love is required. There are places where more grace is required. Right. Right. And the, the book of Revelation is a tough love book. For sure. No, no that's what, that, that came across yeah, very, no about that. Yeah. very strongly yesterday. Yeah, and I'd encourage uh, you and others who are reading the book that, you know, you can't really read the book of Revelation as you would, um, say, the letters of Paul, right. where you really want to spend time thinking about each word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Revelation is, it's really more of a sensory experience. Yes. So, you know, last week I was tra- talking about, you know, turning the volume up to 11. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's more of a sensory experience. And so don't get really caught up in all the symbols and what they mean, but just kind of take them in. Um, and it's it's it kind of overloads you or... Uh, it sets this tone mm-hmm. and you get kind of caught up in the tone. Okay. Because uh, if you do try to, you know, slow down and figure out what each symbol means, you can do it, but it's, you know, you... You can um, spend a lifetime doing a it if you, if you want to do that. That's fine. And, yeah. and there are people certain. that have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people who've made, who've made their lives doing that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, when we were growing up, like the whole Left Behind series yeah. was... You know, well, not when we were growing up. Well, yes, I guess yeah, well, you weren't into yeah, the Christian culture. Yeah, when I became a Christian, yeah. That was in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, in the Left Behind series, you know, I, I spoke about John Hagee yesterday because he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's the, the local guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, the other one is, is uh, Timothy LaHaye and Robert Jenkins with the Left Behind series. They're the ones who probably really brought it into mainstream popular culture. Yeah, right. You know, this idea of 
Uh, there's a strict timeline that is followed, and these events in Revelation uh, are literal descriptions. Uh, and so, um, so for example, you know when uh, when it talks about this this demon cavalry and how they look like lions, well, that's actually a first century description of an Apache attack <laughs> helicopter or something like oh, that. Oh yes, yeah. So. And I mean, the thing is, is you can air so much on both sides. I mean, oh, gotcha. some some yeah. churches preach that whole end times thing so heavily. Mm -hmm. I just read actually a little blog post or something of a, of a woman who grew up with that, and she's yeah. like, you know, she was trained to just look for the mark of the beast in right. every single thing. I can honestly tell you, growing up in the Lutheran church, I never once heard a sermon about the mark of the beast ever. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we aired on the one side of not saying anything about it at all mm -hmm. and then there were other churches that put so much emphasis right. on it that they basically scared their people or, oh gosh, or yeah. you know i don't know if scared but you know good things true like this jerry jenkins right he's the one who wrote that his mm -hmm. son we love the work his son is doing with the chosen yeah you know that's his son yeah, I, and, it's hard to believe those are the two like the same father and son yeah and i heard yeah. him interviewed on annie downs podcast it's a great interview if you want to hear it um he was, t I didn't tell you this part about it, but some of the people in the show um, have come to faith. Oh, wow. By, I think, Mary Magdalene, who the woman who plays yeah, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Al I'm almost positive she has. Oh, wow. She's one, yeah. But uh, it's just a remarkable series. So that's an aside. Yeah, no, it's a great series, though. Yeah, but the thing is, is what we're, this is probably the first time for many in our church mm -hmm. who have really done a deep dive into Revelation. Yeah, I'd say I've done a deep dive into Revelation from the pulpit. Uh, you yeah. Know, many people in our church have studied it. Oh, for um, sure. That's right. We had know, a Sunday school class. Uh, I know Pastor Burke was taught a, a precept course on it. Uh, Bible Study Fellowship has done it. Um, Peggy Hoppus mm -hmm. led, a, led a course on it. Sure. So I think people okay, have studied right. it in depth as a Bible study, but mm -hmm. that's kind of a different animal. Mm -hmm. you know, with the Bible study, you really can take the time to think things through. Preaching is more proclamation. You know? Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, and, and, and two points I'd make about what you just said. The first is that I had a number of people come up to me and say, Oh, Pastor, you know, I grew up in a church where we preach this all the time, and oh. I'm kind of worried about what you're going to say. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> I had a couple people say that. Um, and then the other thing was, you know, my, my second sermon in the series was talking about how even though Lutherans don't, like we, we're kind of hands-offish when it comes to the book of Revelation, right. yet the book of Revelation is at the very center of our liturgy. I mean, okay, we true. see it all the time. You did mention that, yeah. So that, that's one of the points I really wanted to draw out with the series. That is true, so. yes. Because there are some very well-known passages in Revelation, oh, you're right, absolutely. that yeah. we use at funerals and whatnot. So yeah. it's just these the ones like you preached on this this week, these yes. judgments and the seals and the trumpets and this kind of stuff that we often uh, breeze by. The bowls of wrath. Yes. I love saying that. Yes, you love yes. saying a lot of things. Yes. Did you read that article in the Wall Street Journal recently about like the old-fashioned words this guy uses? Yeah. Oh, yeah I great. thought of you. Yeah. That was an aside, sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, anyways, but speaking of all these mm -hmm. different interpretations, um, you you have uh, your sermon is, no, what is it? Not your sermon. Your class is My still class. online. Yeah, I was very pleased to see that. So I, in preparation for this podcast, I was uh, hoping that I could find a John Heggie timeline just so that people could see the other side of the story. Right, right. You which know, you showed in your sermon. Which yeah. I showed is mm -hmm. very briefly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, we, have, we really have to approach the book of Revelation with humility simply because people got it wrong the first time Jesus came. And so mm. chances are we'll get it wrong the second time he came. And, okay. you know, with that in mind, you have to take, you make your best educated guess, but you say, hey, you know, we'll know what actually happens when Jesus comes again. Right. So you got to always take it with humility. 
And I thought it would be interesting for people to, to say, okay, well, we heard Pastor Waters preach about it yesterday. And what about, you know, uh, what, is, what does a yeah. hanky timeline look yeah. like? Unfortunately, they're all behind paywalls. And so I looked and I looked and I looked and you got to like buy the book to get the timelines. And okay, like no, that. no, no, no. Uh, but I did find, you know, last year I did a, a sermon, a Bible study, mm-hmm. uh, eight session Bible study mm-hmm. on the end times, and that is still on our website. And so if people want to go to our website, which is stjohnlutheran.com. Well, I'll link it. I can, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll link it on the email, but yes, tell them again. Yeah, so it's stjohnlutheran.com, and then you go to the walk tab, uh, you know, walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. End There's Times Bible Study. End Times Bible Study. That was from last year. You okay. can, if, if you really want to dive into this in great detail, you know, these are about, these classes, I think were about an hour long. Uh, you can listen to those. But the reason I bring it up is uh, under Lesson 7, there's something called the Rapture Chart. Uh, and that is a photocopy from the Lutheran sti- uh, Study Bible, which at the top has kind of a typical um, John Hagee type timeline. You okay. know where these things happen in order. And at the bottom has kind of more like what I'm preaching. And so if people kind of want to just uh, get a, a representation of that, well, there you go. Well, the Lutheran Study Bible seems to tell us which is better here. It says, oh, yeah. it says the fake timeline, <laughs> and then and the it says timeline, Revelation's right? true yeah. timeline. Isn't that great? Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah not loading the dice there There's at all. no humility yeah. in that statement there. No, no, but that's good. Yes, but I like your idea that we do have to come at it with humility because basically the rest of the scriptures tell us that we don't need to concern ourselves too much with when because right. we are just supposed to be ready. We're supposed to be alert and sober yeah. and ready, and we don't know when, and we're not going to know when. No, and, and that's uh, and, and that's what this study was about last mm. week. Okay. I, I looked at how the various books of the New Testament uh, approach the end times, and there's a great variety. You know, there's a great variety when yeah. you actually study it. Okay. Uh, but in the upshot of it, yeah, you know, we, the big picture, we know that Jesus Christ is coming again. Mm-hmm. We know that he will come again to judge the living and the dead, mm-hmm. and that will be a day of, of judgment and separation and a day of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for all the events preceding it, you know, generally speaking, the Bible says it gets a lot worse before he comes. Right. So right before he comes, things get terrible. And they do seem pretty bad yeah, right they, now. They, they do they seem, seem pretty, pretty bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I liked your point. Uh, one of the lines you said was, um, you know, when he does come, no one will be able to, st- no one will stand, mm-hmm. right? Some will kneel mm-hmm. in worship. And some will fall. Well, thank you. Yes, that yeah. was good. Well, thank you. That's one of those little lines I came up with on Saturday night. Yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's uh, and that's taken right from the end of Revelation chapter six. Okay. Uh, the first time that the end is pictured, you know, the Revelation pictures the end several times throughout the the book. But the first time that people call out to the mountains and the rocks, you know, fall on us and hide us from the face of Him who is seated on the throne and from the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? Mm. My point was no one. No one. No one can stand. Okay. So, yes, that so was good. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about. You know, okay. I, uh, yesterday in my sermon, I spoke a lot about the three times seven is one. Mm-hmm. There's three spiral. variations on a theme that it's not a linear timeline. It's more of a cycle or a spiral. Okay. And that was my big takeaway. You know, I think if people can remember that image two, oh, three yeah. years from now, then, then I've, I've done my job. Okay. Right? Uh, but I also wanted people to, um, to, to notice stuff that I wasn't able to put into the sermon. And so between these cycles, between each cycle of the spiral, so to speak, the book of Revelation puts in these uh, interludes. And so between the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments, so between the first and the second spiral, mm-hmm. there's this great vision of heaven. And it's a, a vision that people should know because it's one we preach just about every single All Saints Day. No. Uh, and it's all of chapter 7. 
Uh, it's one of these wonderful images where I think we spoke about it last week. You know, one of these wonderful images where John hears one thing and sees another. Oh yeah. So he hears about the hundred forty-four thousand. That's a reference to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, twelve thousand from each of the twelve tribes. But what he sees is a great multitude from every tribe, tongue, and language yeah. that no one could number, and they're all praising God and singing. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, so that would be one interlude. And then between the second and the third judgments, between the the trumpet judgments and the bowl of wrath judgments, uh, there's a um, there's another interlude, uh, and this is a, a vision of uh, a woman in heaven with uh, with crown a crown of stars, and the dragon comes, and yeah. that's a, a vision of the church. And so my, the reason I bring it up is it's not uh, as you work through the book of Revelation, it's not just doom and gloom, okay. chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter. There's almost this cycle where it gets really really bad, and then you're lifted up to see this vision of the saints in heaven. And then it gets really, really bad. And then you're lifted up to see a vision of the church triumphant. And then you're, it gets mm. really, really bad. And you're lifted up to see Jesus come in glory. So there's this beautiful um, cycle that goes through the book as you read it. Well, and probably since it is John's vision, right? Mm-hmm. Probably God did that just out of grace, right? I mean, he, yeah. was, he was getting these visions. He probably would have fallen down in despair if he had gotten only the judgments all in a row or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, God, in the middle of it, gave him a little bit of hope. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which, as humans, we need. You know, he yeah. could have done it any way he wanted. But this was going to be to John, and he was going to write yeah. it down for the people. Yeah, exactly. And so and I wanted to look ahead a little bit to next week, since we'll probably won't have time to do a podcast next week. You know, probably not. It's Labor Day. Uh, so I want to give uh, folks a heads up. So next week, we're looking at... Uh, I think my title is The Woman, the Dragon, and the Beasts. Oh, we are going to look at this. Yeah, and so that's next week, and it's okay. chapters 12 and 13. Uh, and it's a very, very famous passage in the Bible. And so as you look at it, as you're reading ahead for that week, um, you know, the woman, of course, is the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, is, uh, she can be interpreted many, many ways. Uh, you know, she uh, she can be uh, the Virgin Mary. Right. I was going to say that's the interpretation I've right. also heard. That's, yes. And, and that's uh, clearly that's what our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters would talk right. about. You know, the Virgin of Guadalupe is pictured. Oh. Uh, just like this. Okay. Uh, and so it says, and a great, this is chapter 12, verse 1. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun, with a moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of, of 12 stars. Mm. Uh, and so living in this part of Texas, you know, if you look at any Catholic church, you'll see that depiction of the Virgin Mary. Hmm. Uh, and so it's the Virgin Mary, who is also a symbol of the church. Yep. Uh, it's it's also um, the woman who is the bride of Christ, mm-hmm. right? And it's also the daughter of Zion, which is a symbol for Israel. So there's there's multiple facets to this one symbol. And so she has a child who is, of course, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? She has a child who is Jesus. There's a conflict between the child and the dragon, who is, of course, the devil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then the devil loses, right? And so as a result, the devil in his great anger is swept down to the earth. And in the next chapter, chapter 13, he conjures up or he raises up these two beasts, these two beasties. And that's where you get to the number of the beast, right? Oh, okay. But the reason I bring this all up is just to kind of, you know, walk people through as you okay. read it this week. Just kind okay. of get ready for what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the first beast is a symbol of political power. Uh, it has 10 horns and seven heads. Uh, horns representing all power, right? Okay. So it's 10 horns and seven heads. Uh, and then the second beast is a symbol of religious power because the job of the second beast is to get people to worship the first beast. Oh. And so it's it's how these two forces are in cahoots. You have the uh, the religious and the political, the spiritual and the secular 
both under the control of Satan, trying to turn people away from God. Okay. And so what you have here between the dragon and the first beast and the second beast is you have a demonic trinity, uh, a counterfeit trinity. And so instead oh. of uh, right, yeah, see, oh. instead of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you've got the dragon, the first beast, and the second beast. Oh. And that gets us to the number of the beast, which is, of course, 666. Mm -hmm. And God's number is 7. Mm. And so the number of the Trinity would be 777. 666 is a counterfeit that mm. strives to be God but doesn't quite get there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, well, so, this will be interesting. You basically just heard the sermon for Sunday, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's kind that's of a nutshell. a nutshell version of the sermon. Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, there's lots of tie-ins with our culture. Probably, oh, yes. and I'm, I'm sure you're the, going to bring oh, them in. <laughs> talking about big tech, it'll be a lot of fun. Ooh, yeah. okay. Well, I look forward to Thanks. it. All right, well, are we ready to wrap it up then? I think so, yeah. Okay. And so thank you very much for, for listening. We, mm -hmm. uh, Michelle and I really enjoy this. Uh, and we'll probably take next Monday off. Yeah. And, and we will be we'll back let you know. on your 39th birthday. Oh, yes, 39. <laughs> uh, have a good one.